I just love to worship. I love worship with, with our church here. But you know, there's so many different ways to worship, right? And we don't have the market on, on worshiping our, our, our God and Savior, and it's amazing. So we're wearing Saboba shirts. We caused quite a scene when we're walking through the airport with a bunch of us, and people are looking and asking, and, and that's why we wear our shirts, and we just get to share it. Hey, we went to Saboba Nation, and that's in Southern California by Hemet. You guys all know where Hemet's at? It's the closest, well, some of you do, but it's by Riverside, California, in the desert. So we fly into Palm Springs, and then we, and that sounds fancy and everything, but it's not. It's very windy and hot. Uh, when we landed on the ground last Saturday, we're in the van, and there's a temperature and a clock. The clock said like 140, 145, something like that. The temperature said 113. And somebody in the back seat said, is, is it 1.13? Thinking it was what time it was. And then the person sitting up front, they started laughing. and said, no, that's how hot it is outside. <laughs> Yesterday, we took off from Palm Springs, 109. We landed in SeaTac Airport, and it was 58. <laughs> so 51 degrees difference. It was, felt great, actually. I was wearing my shorts, Birkenstocks, and a T-shirt. It's just standing at it was good. It was so good. Um, but like I said, worship, we worship in so many different ways. And to be able to step outside of these walls and into a nation who loves Jesus and worships him, was a tremendous, it was just an experience. I had a guy playing guitar, and then they had five um, people playing a large drum. If you saw, anybody see the videos on Facebook that Pastor Yah Yaz posted, and just to be up there um, and playing that drum in rhythm with um, Saboba Nation was such a humbling experience and an, an emotional experience. And um, not knowing the words that you're singing, because they're singing in their native tongue, but so powerful because God doesn't just speak English. Did you know that? He doesn't just speak English. Amen. Yes. But how many of us get, we get wrapped up in this whole thing about God is the God of right here, but he's not. He's this massive God that loves every single beating heart on planet Earth and wants to draw them to himself. That's his heart's desire. So sometimes when we go, we are actually able to go and be with a large amount of people, and you get to go out and share the gospel, the good news of Jesus. But sometimes you go much like this trip, and you have very little contact with people, but the few people that you do have contact with who already know Jesus, who are on the front lines, and just need to know that it's all going to be okay, and there's other people that are thinking of you, and you have hope. That was what we did this year on this trip. Very little contact, um, but with the pastors there in Saboba, and a few of the people of surrounding nations that come up to serve while we're there, we're just, we're just like breathing hope to them and encouragement. And that's one of the coolest things. So I had a Jesus alarm clock experience on this trip. So anybody ever, ever have a Jesus alarm clock? That means God wakes you up in the middle of the night and tells you, do what I'm asking you to do. Anybody ever have that experience? And I was praying, like, God, why don't you just tell me at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? 
I'm willing and ready for you to speak to me. And his response was, no, you're not. Because you're, you're always busy. You're always running. And so at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're not busy. <laughs> you're just tossing and turning. Because I'm not sleeping, right? I'm just tossing and turning. So I had one of those moments this time, and this is what I want to share from my part of the trip was, when we showed up, and Pastor Yaz is the Foursquare missionary to all the Native American um, nations in the United States. So about 538 or so nations. And every time you step onto, we would call a reservation, you're stepping into a nation. New laws, um, languages, um, just new culture. And it's just, I love it. It's just so unique and stretching. Oh, man, stretching. And so he's given us the list. Hey, we would love for you guys to do this, 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 and all this stuff. And we're like, Dave and I, our Mr. Contractor back here, and we're like, there's no way we could finish this stuff. And so then we, being the, um, the smart ones, right, um, we start, like, trying to change their mind. I shouldn't say we, Dave. I apologize for looping you in there. I. So he wanted a round stage. They had, you know, it's an old mobile home, and they're just remodeling, and they're doing stuff. They wanted a sound booth, and I was like, hey, we built one of those before. We can do that. But he wanted this round stage built. And I was like, I don't want to do round. Round is really hard. I don't have the material. I don't have the tools to do round. That's exactly how I felt. (laughs) And I just said, so I immediately said, hey, what if we just, you know, Make a little RCC, and we do kind of come out at an angle and then shoot straight across and go back. And, and Yaz was so gracious. He was like, yeah, if, that, if, that's, if, that, if that's all you can do, then just do that. And, um, you know, and he was real gracious. And so then we made the deci- I had made the decision. We're doing kind of an angled stage. Alarm clock goes off. Two o'clock in the morning. And the Lord said... Would you just do what they ask you to do? And the reason why is because they, they share a story of a church not far from there that's up on a hill, and it is bright blue. So imagine a desert, brown, just brown, and there's this bright blue church up on this hill. And we think that's kind of cool, right? Isn't that a cool picture? Some of us think it's cool. Um, so... They asked the pastor of the church, man, that is a pretty church. It's so blue. It's so bright. It so sticks out. He said, yeah, our church has been painted five times in the last seven years by different mission teams. And they said, well, how did you come up with the color blue? I said, well, like I said, our church has been painted five times over the last seven years um, by the different mission teams, and never once did they ask us what color they wanted us to paint it. That was my alarm clock moment. They wanted a round stage. We wanted to do our agenda, right? Hey, dress like us, look like us, talk like us, build your stage like us. And so the next morning, I said, hey, we're going to build an arc stage. So we just do it, and it turned out amazing. That was a totally Jesus thing. I have eight people laying, sitting on the ground with a tape measure, and we're bending the tape measure. 
to make our ark. And yeah, anyways. So Yaz comes the next morning, and he walks in, and he starts to tear up. And he said, this is exactly what I saw. And he said, you want to know why it's arched? It's because this is our bow. And as we present the word of God, we are shooting it out into our nation. Man. So I repented (laughs) and said, okay, Jesus, whatever they ask us to do, whatever you ask us to do through them, we're just going to do. And that's, that's, that's our week. An incredible opportunity to go and lay our stuff aside and just serve and to love. Yeah, there's bumps, there's cuts, there's bruises. It's worth it. We had an incredible team, incredible team uh, to go. And so I just asked them if they would come up and share a few minutes each. Um, and so we're going to start off with Mr. Harding. Eric Harding. Good morning. Um, so one thing that uh, Dave, who's probably going to get talked about a lot, said early on um, is a lot of these are design and build projects, which is short for we're making up as we go along, right? Um, we come, we see what materials we have, and we see what, um, what we need to do, and we make it work. And as we were driving away from the uh, airport uh, last night, God told me that wasn't just the wood, that wasn't just the wires that was designed and built. Our relationships were designed and built. Our relationships amongst the team, we brought what we had and we made it work. Our relationships with the people of Saboba, we brought what we had and we made it work. And there were some missteps and there were wonderful moments that were so wonderful they had to be explained later how wonderful it was. I'm sure you'll hear about that later. Um, and even people, like, there's no one in this room I've known longer than Jackie Harrow, except for Joanna. She doesn't count. She wasn't there. Um, I, I know Jackie better than I did last week. I know Krista and Eric better than I did last week. I even know Kevin better than I did last week. And I've been on three mission trips with you now. And we just brought what we had. And we got what we got. And it was good. Um, and this morning even was design and build. You know, we didn't plug in a single instrument until 10 minutes before you got here because there is no power. And we worked with what we got. And um, my paper says I'm supposed to invite Dan up here next, but I actually have one more person that's not on the list who wanted to talk to you all. And because we're design and build today, it's going to be a little interesting, but we're going to try it. So here's uh, Lisa. we're able to lift each other up so significantly. And I think it's important for us to realize in a time like this that we need each other. We cannot do this not even one day by ourselves. We have God to walk with us along our journey. And then when we have our fellowship and we have the people that love us and that we love so desperately walking with us, it just... It brings a special joy, and I'm so grateful for you all. 
um, I'm really looking forward to next year, and hopefully I'll see you before then. God bless each and every one of you, and I just, I love you. Bye. And with that, I would like to uh, invite up my good friend, Dan. I just, I just have two words, hope and love. We go down to do these projects, but what we're really doing is bringing the love from our church down to the people of Saboba. And with that love, we give them hope that they're not an isolated island, that someone cares about them, that they matter. Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, that's reflected right back on us too, that we are loved and there's hope for us. And I think myself, I think I grow as much or more than I give. And it's a great experience. So encourage you all to go next year with us and I'll pass to Jackie. Good morning. It, w it was a um, short, warm week. Even though every day was hot and we drank lots and lots of water, it went fast. It was, there wasn't one day that I said, I can hardly wait till this day is over. Every day was just filled to the brim and it was awesome. But compared to 99% of the people that came with us, I was probably the least skilled of them. But God still had work for me. He still made a use out of what I was willing to do. And I think that's for anything. If you leave the door open, God fills it. Um, I think it goes without saying, working hard, staying focused, and staying positive is essential in having a productive week. And each and every one of the people there, that's how they were. They were always positive. Kevin and David were always focused, that's for sure, and working hard. <laughs> it was good because when you have abstract random people on a team, you need, I need that leadership. Um, but this mission trip was, um, for me, was all of that and much more. It was learning obedience, not only to what God was saying and um, like when he would give me jobs to do because I was not quite sure what to do, but to following our leaders and doing what they asked, whether it was, um, I got to be Krista's paperweight, um, standing on a board while she cut it, but hey, it was a job. I was willing to do it. <laughs> we helped each other be successful because without, without all of us, that wouldn't happen. And so that was um, an awesome time for me. Um, remembering that when your plans go south, because you've got it figured out one way, that um, God has a better way to not be frustrated or disappointed, and um, that he's, I can't tell you how beautiful the deck turned out and how beautiful the ramp um, turned out that they designed, um, and that wasn't the original plan, and so God is good. Um, it's about conversation, relationships, forgiveness. It's about tears and a whole lot of laughter. And if you've ever been in a car with Lisa, there's a whole lot of laughter going on. So I want to thank RCC for heading this trip up. I want to thank Kevin for not putting an age limit on who gets to come. And, 
and I feel so privileged to have gone on this trip. So thank you. Oh, and just a minute. Who do, who's next? Jordan. Okay. Where is Jordan? Okay. <laughs> so a lot of times when you get to know people better, you have names for them. And Jordan, being the baby and cooking onions a lot, became our onion baby. So here you go. Uh, I just want to start off by saying that uh, there's, I guess there's a couple things I want to talk about um, that always seem to happen on mission trips. And the first one is that you just get to know everyone you're with um, so much better. Uh, this is my first adult mission trip. I've gone on plenty with Wildfire. And um, going on those, I already know a lot of people from Wildfire because I go there. Um, but with this, you know, I go to RCC. I see a lot of you around on Sundays, but I don't know a lot of you. Um, and going on this trip, I got to know, I got, you know, 11 new friends, which is awesome. And I just want to say that Jackie is so humble, um, saying that she thought she was the least skilled, uh, because I felt like you worked circles around me all week long. Um, and I also want to say, um, I guess I talked about this with some people, but I never said it to him. It was an honor to work with Dave. Um, for a couple of days, I got to be his uh, tool monkey, just going and grabbing stuff for him. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, he's a real master of his craft uh, at, at, you know, building things, and it was a real honor to get to work with him um, in a situation in which he couldn't fire me. Uh, uh, second, my second thing I want to talk about is um, <laughs> uh, you, on work trips, you know, compared to, like, social trips where you kind of work with people, like PK said, um, this was, you know, not a lot of contact with the people of Saboba, um, but we got to build stuff. And so on these kinds of trips, um, for me especially, being the youngest one on the trip, I got to learn a lot of, um, you know, just life skills, how to build stuff, what tools to use, what they're called. Um, I learned, I still frequently miscall, uh, you know, nails and screws. I always say that wrong every time. Difference between a drill and a screw gun, I know all these things now. Two by fours, two by sixes. All these different things you just learn. So on these trips, you just learn a lot of practical things, and God gives you the opportunity to learn them in a safe place, and that's cool. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about is even on a work trip where you don't have a lot of contact, um, you still will always get that you know heartwarming standout moment. And for me, um, that was um, all week long. We got to meet this um, not so young gentleman named Ralph who um, had a lot of physical problems going on. He was getting old. His um, I can't remember the exact story, but he was having back problems, and so he was walking around with a walker, but um, I think it's the kind of thing he could recover from, and so he was just such a trooper. I mean, he was battling through, I mean, unbelievable uh, odds that he, you know, can recover and all that kind of stuff, and so um, getting to hear his story was really incredible, and so then later in the week, we got invited to um, one of the graduates from Saboba's high school. Um, their party, which is a very intimate thing to be invited to. And uh, at one point, they had this dance floor, and they were kind of doing traditional dances, and Ralph goes up with his son, and he's in a, you know, a walker. He can hardly move, and he's up there dancing with all these young people, and I just immediately put a smile on my face because it was just the most adorable thing, him and his son up there dancing with a band, complete abandon, um, and it was just awesome because I would never do that and I am able-bodied and he's not and it was a struggle for him and I'm sure some of the kids at the graduation party made fun of him but 
he did it anyway, and he didn't care, and I kind of think that that's how we should live, like Ralph, and he was just awesome, and so um, even on work trips, you get those special, uh, special people moments. Um, and so now I'll introduce um, a true um, worker and servant, Brian. I might be going over, Kevin. <laughs> I'm getting really surprised, uh, Pastor Alex, by uh, being up here so long. <laughs> so, let's see. I was going to start out with a couple of jokes, like it was so hot. I was thankful we didn't have the humidity that we do up here. It was so hot. 97 was a cold day. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, on the way over, uh, my sister picked me up, and she goes, how was the mission trip? I go, oh, it's all right. So she knew that was the wrong question to ask me. She goes, well, what was the most fun part? I had, had to pause and go, it was the relationships with um, Joseph and Albert and Ralph. That was the most fun part. And on my notes, I was writing him in, what was the most important part of the mission trip? Because nothing struck out like what really changed me. But the most important part was the relation part, being invited to the um, graduation ceremony. And with God's timing, we got to see the men singing uh, bird songs to their, um, to their family members. That was an intimate moment for the nation. It's part of their culture that we got to experience with them to be invited into their family. Being an outsider, we don't, they don't get to be invited to, that, uh, to those events for the family. And we have uh, Yasir to thank for paving the way and getting that relationship going. So all we had to do was bring master carpenters and people who are humble and willing to work, and, um, and then all we had to do was just get their sanctuary built the way they wanted to, and surprise them with the deck, and, you know, you know just do a little bit of work that we could do, and that um, presented miracles for God to do restoration yeah. for the relationships. Uh, let's see, next item of importance was, for me, um, when we met Larry on uh, Saturday for the worship. No, it was Sunday for worship, Saturday we got there. Saturday's when they worship. Uh, so anyway, hearing Larry's, uh, Larry's the author of War Horses, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and we got to hear his testimony for, uh, for the song, for his, the dream that the Lord gave him. So that was, uh, that was nice to hear. And, gosh, what else? I want to say thanks. Thank you, Dave and Kevin, for your patience and uh, teaching us some more skills that we didn't know and have things. Uh, what else? Oh, there's another one in importance. Oh, on the uh, ceremony for the drums. Um, it's like Albert uh, is repurposing some of the... Their ceremonies, like the drum. He said, the drum is the wood from the, the cross that Jesus was nailed to. The skin stretched over the wood 
is Jesus' skin stretched over the cross. And when they beat the drum, that is their prayer to God. And they would have, in their ceremonies, the women would stand behind them with a blanket and then their children off to the side um, behind them. And sometimes women got to come up and beat the drum with the men when they were invited. And it's always, uh, let's see, an honor to be invited up to play the drum. I think Pastor Kevin would probably mention over and over again and others who got invited up. Um, I think I want to say, oh, also thanks to uh, Lisa. You tell me when you did up yet? Okay, Lisa, her sense of humor was great. Great to have her there. Um, also, thanks for those who cooked, like Tony and breakfast in the morning. It was great. And dinners, Krista for the steaks and Kim and Jackie. I'm not sure who else helped in the kitchen. Um, but I think everybody helped at least at one time or another. It was awesome. And thank the congregation for uh, prayers even once while we were gone. Just a little bit always helps. So I think that's about it. So I'll thank you. And Kim for the next contestant and speaker. So this was my attire for the week to keep out of the sun. I have no sunburned neck. It looks a little funny, but it worked. So I'm going to try and talk to the people who have never been on a mission trip before because that was me. And I was a little, um, I was nervous about going. I don't dig post holes like Brian and Jordan or design decks like Dave or make an arched stage like Kevin. But I thought, no, I can do this. I can work hard and I'm willing and, and I want to do this um, for God. And God had been speaking to me beforehand about I am a child of God. And he made me realize right off the bat that I was in the right place and I was supposed to be here. I arrived at the airport and Jackie was greeting us as we arrived at the airport. I'm like, oh, there's my t-shirt, there's Jackie, I'm good. And then um, we got there and we pulled into the church and I had been talking to Anna and Marcy about feeling like um, about the month or two before we left, God had just been plowing up things in me. I mean, it was just like rototill on high. And um, we pull into the church, and this field in front of the church has been plowed up. And there's a cross right in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm supposed to be here. And, and then Yaz was talking to us when we first got here. And it was, a, it was about the projects and doing those for the people and showing them God's love through that, but Yah's focused on, it's about the relationships too, and I can do relationships, and I was like, I can do that, I can sit with these people at lunch, and at dinner, and talk to them, and um, so I think that's the biggest thing I did for the week, and I had been reading this book, which I will recommend by Bob Goff, Everybody Always, it's a really good book, and there was this paragraph in it, You'll be able to spot people who are becoming love because they want to build kingdoms, not castles. They fill their lives with people who don't look like them or act like them or even believe the same things as them. 
They treat them with love and respect and are more eager to learn from them than presume they have something to teach. And that just hit me. I mean, we have the same um, faith in God as the people we were there to serve, so that was really nice. But we aren't the same as them, and it is a different nation. And um, I, like Jordan, I got to have a lot of time with Ralph, um, and I listened a lot. I didn't maybe say a lot, but I listened to him a lot, and he really needed that. At one time, I heard him tell Pastor Virginia that he felt like he was in civilization again. He was out of the house, and he was just hanging out with us. And I was like, wow, we're, we're not really doing anything, but he felt God's touch from that. And another time, his son Joseph, we wrote, Tony did so much driving, you guys. He took us everywhere and a lot of lumber runs, and we were on a run, another run to Home Depot, and Joseph was riding with us because he needed some stuff too. And um, Tony might have been just a tiny bit annoyed with Joseph, and I thought, okay, I, I need to just sit here and talk to Joseph so that Tony doesn't have to jo And I just listened to Joseph talk for like 45 minutes on the way. And, um, you know, it's good. You learn about people, they learn about you. And I think they just feel a little bit of God's love. And so if you haven't gone before, I would highly recommend it. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I get to introduce Dave, and I'll tell you a funny Dave story. He showed Lisa and I how to pick out lumber and how to make sure it was straight, and how make sure it didn't have any wanes in it, these little, like, bows in it. And I forgot the name, but I knew it was a man, and I was doing it, this is Lisa, and I said, Lisa, there's no Daryls in it. And I thought Dave was gonna hit the floor laughing, because it's not Daryls, it's Wayne's. <laughs> but Dave was awesome. <laughs> Uh, so, first of all, Rookie of the Year. Everybody knows what that is. Baseball, football, basketball. We, we had two new people this year, Kim being one, Jordan being the other, but they are co-rookies of the year. They both did awesome. I mean, stepped right in, jumped right in, did what they were asked, did more above and beyond what they were even asked to do. So, um, this has been touched on a couple of times uh, this morning already about our invitation to uh, a graduation ceremony. If you put into context um, the failure rate of young Indian people graduating from high school, it's even more phenomenal. Um, we were the first white people invited to a graduation ceremony as far back as anybody can remember. The group from Renton Christian Center made such inroads and made such relationships with these people who have, have grown up with trust mistrust, they don't, you know, they, they've had it bad and everything, but they, they invited us to one of the most sacred ceremonies that they have ever had. That's, that in itself is a statement about what this trip was all about. And that's what mission trips are all about. So we put together a team and we run down, we're gonna build and we're gonna give hope and we're gonna, we're gonna serve and we're gonna make people happy and we're gonna pray and worship and fellowship and do all these things, but at the end of the week, We were the ones who were blessed. And I've, I've made eye contact in the last 15 seconds with about 40 people that are eligible to go on these mission trips. So don't 
think that, okay, this team is going, they're set, they're going. No, everybody is eligible to go. And if you think that it's not a fulfilling trip, you've missed the mark. Everybody needs to go on these trips. It's just awesome. It's fellowship, it's relationship building, and it's God all over the place. And with that, the second tallest guy in the field, Dick Harrow. <laughs> Come on up. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, you know, I was uh, the second oldest and uh, having. Anyway, with the end of that, I passed to Chris Dock. All right, so when I go on mission trips or when I go anything with wildfire, uh, the first thing I ask God is, what are you going to show me? And I'm always wondering what it is. And um, this year I really found out that it's love. And it's, it's love for the people that you're with. And it's not the hard work. It's not the millions. I mean, 10, 12 cases of water that we drink, five cases of Gatorade that we drink. It's not that. It's not that we're all getting sunburnt, we're all hot. It's that we're working together, and we're working with one another, and we're laughing, and we're having fun, and that's what it's about. And, I mean, it's not about, are we going to finish this deck? Are we going to finish this ramp? You know, it's about the love we have, and it's the love we have for the people we're serving. And, you know, my nose thinking. And um, I had one day where I had to stop, and i take all everyone's pictures, and was putting them together on my computer, and I hated it. I hated being away from working with the people. And I was trying to figure it out. And I was like, that's it. It's because I'm not sharing the love with the people that I'm, I'm here with. And it, so that's just what I wanted to say. And I did a little long in the video, so I'm going to stop talking. So um, here's my other half, Eric. Sometimes God uh, turns the power off to get our attention. He, he turned the power off this morning at church. We got here early, and it's sometimes when the power is off that things get simpler, and you see things you don't see before. I went into the restroom, and I saw four lightsabers standing. It was like four little Jedi guarding me, <laughs> and they were making noise. But it turns out lightsabers only last two seconds, and then they go out. So we put flashlights in there. But the power, the, the insight that I got was that the power came on for us at... Um, on this trip as well, and the way I was inspired was the word, what was my Devo on? Legacy, so it means a lot to me. Legacy, and the legacy that we're leaving, and we leave a legacy with our kids. When I was at a conference, I missed a couple days of the mission trip, but I saw families out on the beach, and they're leaving a legacy for their kids. Their kids can't buy that time. Um, when we spend time with our kids, we leave a legacy that they can't buy, but they'll always remember. When we sponsor a kid through Compassion International, we leave a legacy with that kid, who leaves a legacy with his kids, which just goes on and on and on for the kingdom. And when we went down there, sometimes I think, oh, we're, just, we're just nailing nails and screwing screws. And there's a difference, Jordan. And why can't they do this? Why can't they get some people to go do that? But it's not about us just building stuff. It's also about the relationship. They see us coming in and giving of ourselves, giving our time and our money, and it shows them that we think that they're worth it. And for too long, they've been told, you're not worth it. 
you're going to be over here. And we're coming and saying, you are worth it, and we're building a relationship. And that, that arched stage and the sound booth is going to, for 50 or 100 years, people are going to be blessed from that stage. So that legacy that we leave is not just screws and nails, but we, we built a tool for God to use to bless people for years and years and years. You can get old and look back on your investments, and if they were wrong, too bad. <laughs> right? We can't go back and reinvest our money, but when we invest in a trip like this, you're going to get old or older, and you're going to get to the end of your life, and you look back on that, and that's an investment that was never, ever wrong. It will never lose value. It will only increase. So if you're thinking, I can't go on a mission trip because I have nothing to give, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. It's, it's the greatest thing you'll do all year long. We have one more gift presentation I'm going to hand it over to Kevin, our fearless leader. This guy, uh, doesn't matter whether he sleeps or not. He just keeps working. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. So this was your representatives. This was, was your team. And um, the big challenge is we take a lot of pictures. I took zero pictures. Um, but there's, we have some picture takers. So then Krista did our video this year. And here's the biggest challenge. And I understand... You know, it's like inviting you to my living room and say, hey, I went on vacation, and I want to show you pictures. And you're like, no, just give me ice cream. We have ice cream for later. Um, so we understand, like this six-minute video, six-and-a-half-minute video, I told her, um, we understand that it's like we're inviting you to our living room because... Some of the pictures we get and you might not get. But what I want to do is I want to invite you to just kind of put yourself in that place and say, man, can I, I, you know, I want to be part of this. And you are part of it because we're RCC, right? You are part of it. And there's a lot of inside jokes. We don't have time to tell it. But just ask Jordan about the vanilla creamer joke that we did on Eric, which was hilarious. So, oh, Eric right here. Um, so just ask him about that if we have time. Yeah, anyways. So here's um, about six and a half minutes of some of the things that were accomplished and the relationships that were built. Awesome. Yes. So once again, I just want to say thank you for letting us represent you. Um, and this is my official invitation to next year's mission trip. Seriously. And we'll promote it. I'll promote it better next year. No secrets next year. No. We really want you to join us. And we'll take as many people as want to go. Amen? Amen. Let's pray before we go. So, Jesus, I thank you that you tell us to go. You tell us to go. Some of us get on airplanes, but some of us walk to the grocery store. Some of us go all the way around the world. Some of us go to our neighbor. In your eyes, it's the same because we go. So, Jesus, we want to go, and we want to bring your hope. We want to bring your love. We want to bring your good news to our friends, to our families, and to people that you lead us to, people we don't even know because we believe you're that type of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.